Witches, wizards and muggles. Such an honour it is to welcome you to... Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast with your host, Doug, Nona and... Thank you, Davi. Thanks for bringing us in and welcome to Renovate. We am, well, we, I am, I am Emilia Emilia Sotosoto and you're watching the Disney Channel. No, you're actually watching, <laughs> uh, hearing, <laughs> listening to Renovate, a Harry Potter TV podcast. And I'm here with my other two co-hosts. Um, what's your name again? Mona. My name, <laughs> my name is Mona. Hi, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how's it going, everybody? Oh, the energy is ripe tonight. How's everyone doing? Straight up. Great, doing great. Good to be back. Oh my gosh, we were on a little bit of a break there, and that's the thing. Uh, we're, this is going to be a, more or less a mini episode, but uh, glad to be back. We're talking about the recaps of our top five cards from the previous two sets. Typically, in previous episodes, we would talk about those at the beginning, at the top of the episode, but uh, kind of had some like just really hectic episodes where there's a lot to discuss, and it just kind of slipped our mind. So we f- figured, hey, we'll uh, throw this together in one episode for you guys. We're talking about both Diagon Alley and Adventures at Hogwarts tonight. So hopefully you've seen both of those episodes previously, but yeah, we're going to just kind of shout out some of our favorite cards from both of those. Yeah. Let's yeah. do anything it. Anything going on before that, though? Uh, anything cool going on in life? I know that's another thing. Peek behind the curtains. We just recorded our Chamber of Secrets episode, so you yeah. have that to look forward to, too. Yes, for sure. Part one. Part one of who knows how many. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So many cards in this set. Seriously. The only thing exciting I, w- I was telling you all about before the podcast is just that before this, I was just creating a Metasu deck that I want to talk about. It's just... Ooh. It's a cosmic dark, so aliens and darkness, and it's called uh, It Came From Uranus. And oh, yeah, I'm very excited, <laughs> very excited to uh, show that in my channel. And also another thing is, in my channel, I have top sevens for e- all of the sets, right? So Ooh. you can find that in my channel, Nostella Collective Investments, uh, if you're interested in learning more about it. Yeah. Very Heck cool. yeah, go check that out. Well, that being said, well, Emilio, tell us your top five from Diagon Alley. Let's all go Diagon Alley first. Let's Should we it. just go like each one's the five or just the top five? How, like, you know, each one says, shares the five, the four, the third, or we each one just say mm. our top five in a row? What, what do you I want didn't to put mine, I didn't put mine in order like that. I just, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah. So that, let's just go each person at a time. Sure. Okay. So I did put them in order. Uh, nice. So my, <laughs> um, I'm going to start with my fifth, and it's uh, Hedwig. I love Hedwig. Ooh. I love mm-hmm. uh, to be able to recover stuff from my uh, discard pile. And Hedwig allows you to just get a non-healing card right to your hand. A lot of people don't like Hedwig, apparently. I don't know why. It's a six, cost six, one damage to health. It is unique, right? So there's that to it. But I really like recovering things. So Hedwig is really like, you know, my, my fifth spot there. Then it's Hedwig, of course. And the artist, she, it's just, she just looks pissed. Uh, it's like, <laughs> she, it's like yeah. she, she knows she's going to die. But, um, let's just move to her fourth car <laughs> to dead a bit horse there. And to that, to beat another dead horse, we're going through the arc. Even though the art is still horrifying and memorable for all the wrong reasons, the card <laughs> itself is definitely really powerful, right? Like your opponent can't play spell cards and they must give four actions in order to, you know, 
uh, deal with this, and then your opponent just like gets an item card for the discard pile if they have item cards in their discard pile. Yeah, great card stalls your opponent, and you boop 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 four bricks like in the movie, and there you go, you pass to Diagon Alley. So really cool. Yep. Uh, then, of course, the Diagon Alley in the movie separates the magical world from the non-magical world, so it makes sense with the non-casting spells. Then for my number three, we have one shop. And one shop is just one of those cards that's amazing, right? It's a location, cost four, and all your shards lessons, uh, charms lessons, that means actual lesson cards, not like a one that provides lesson power. Right. Right, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I told you how to figure that one out. <laughs> Call me out because I'm the newbie. No, that's the thing. When I first started playing this game, I thought it applied the power, but no, it is just uh, Doug's just starting with. Carefully. Yo, Doug's there. just starting with Flitwick. <laughs> Thinking. Yeah, right. All right. Oh, well, let's, uh, oh. let's let's stop ripping on that. Um, so, great card accelerates <laughs> everyone, of course. If you're both playing charms, uh, and if your opponent and you have one shop, you can side deck it out. Uh, you know, in your second game, potentially a risky move, but a potential move. Then, for my second card, uh, I have actually Green Guts Vault Key because Green Guts Vault Key is beautiful. It's a key. As a kid, I grew up collecting keys, old-looking mm. keys, and this was, like, amazing. I'm still very not excited that it's not an item, even though it's a Green Guts Vault Key. Makes no sense. Crazy. True but that. that means that you play it with Albus Dumbledore, and it costs four. So mm-hmm. that's really nice. And you get any, any card from your deck. And, you know, I love that. And then the top spot for me is Draco Malfoy Slithering, because my favorite character uh, I love items. I love playing them. And every time you have Draco out and you play an item, you have an extra action that turn. They nice. do very nasty things with Ball Jai Potion, the Eel Eyes, the Bill Eyes, the books that already allow you to draw and they build up your your aura. That's medicine. Your mana. <laughs> that's magic. Your energy. That's Pokemon. Lesson. No! Your lesson count. <laughs> uh, so, yes. yeah. Uh, that's it. And he looks really smug. He doesn't look very happy in the art. But great card. True that. True that. That's my top five in order. Those are nice. Really good. It just goes to show, I knew there was going to be some overlap here. At least two of your top five are in my top five. Same. Uh, It makes sense. Uh, Wand Shop and Gringotts Vault Key can't like live without those cards. I love them so much for a charms deck. Mm -hmm. So uh, those are also in my list. I... Ilops Owl Emporium, since I am all about the Owl decks lately, uh, that's just like an essential location card for them. Uh, shout out to the Herbridian or Hebridian. I never know how to fucking pronounce that. The Black Dragon. <laughs> right. Uh, dragons. <laughs> you can't, uh, go wrong with dragons. Uh, love the damage. Love the look. The artwork's fantastic. And then, uh, to round out my top five, it would probably be, uh, picking on Neville. Cause yeah, that is the poor man's Dobby's disappearance. It uh, is. But some honorable mentions go to some Quidditch cards, biased commentary and spiral mm. dive. Bias commentary, you just basically, if you played a less, a spell card that does Quidditch damage, you add five more to it. So that's just amazing to just kind of set up combos, which I love. Yeah. And then Spiral Dive is more or less, uh, the amount of cards you discard is how much damage you do to your opponent. So that is very, an experimental card. And I think we've talked about it on previous episodes about like a deck you can mess around with there with the card Diagon Alley and some other things. So if you, if you're feeling risky, check out Spiral Dive. That's why it's in an honorable mention spot. Not not necessarily like a top five. Hundred percent. Um, I'm I'm with you actually. There's there's quite quite a bit of uh, overlap, but you know, as as players, I think there's going to be right because these 
like Wand Shop and Green God's Volt Key are very uh, important cards to have. Um, you know, 100%. Wand Shop. Any any time I have a deck that has charms in it, I'm gonna have Wand Shop for sure because. You know, you're just able to pull out some of these like heavy hitters a lot sooner, like the Dobby's uh, help, etc. So uh, that's in there for sure. Green God's Volt Key is good because you're able to, if you need to, um, get that spell card that you need or whatever it is. Yep, that that's that's um, definitely top notch. Um, I'm gonna say also Grip Hook for me. I've been using Grip Hook a lot. It, it, it's oh, it's it's like a never. Uh, it never fails, right? So, like, uh, this this is good if your opponent just if you feel like they're they're sort of like building up cards in order to make that hit, then you can just pull grip hook out. They have to discard it. Now they do have to draw that many cards that they discarded, but at the end of the day, it's like uh, you're still doing some type of detriment, right? Like you're getting rid of somebody's hand that sucks. Um, right. Uh, I'm. I really like also um, Bulgey Potion. So Bulgey Potion. Uh, for me, I like it is expensive for sure. But as we mentioned in, in other episodes, if you've got um, Arthur Weasley in play as your starting character or just in play, they help out with the fact that it's 10, right? Because then you can go through and take that damage um, because it's an item. And then just discarding it to do 13 is is awesome. And then um, for art wise, I really like the Leaky Cauldron. I, I just I'm like I'm like fascinated with like old school architecture and like dingy looking streets. And I feel like the Leaky Cauldron is like the definition of that for me. Totally, totally. dig it. Yeah. And then um also another one for the art is gonna be Letters from No One. I just uh nice. I really, really love that. Yeah. So that that'll be uh what was it? I guess four and then two art, so yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Yeah, yep. that's. I, I'm gonna give my honorable mention because you have two, so I will too. And that's sure. the unicorn horn uh, for mm, Diagon yes. Alley. It was just my favorite art of the set. Yeah, very cool. Heck yeah! All right, well, that covers our top cards of Diagon Alley. We can move on to Adventures at Hogwarts now. Another amazing set here. Uh, I guess let's get kind of go in the same order. Amelia, you want to start this one off? Sure, sure. Um. So for me, I'm just gonna, my top five is mostly about gameplay. So that's, so you know, at least in my yep. opinion, right? For their listener. And we're gonna start with number five. That's Stream of Flames. Stream of Flames Ooh. costs five. It hits for three damage to your opponent and you can choose a creature and hit it for three as well. Mm. Very good sort of, you know, has dual purpose of dealing with creatures and your opponent. So definitely a nice card. And the art is not horrible. Uh, it's, you know, purple. I love purple. Uh, it's a purple stream of flames. Then a uh, card I'm sure that's going to overlap with Doug, but that's the Welsh Green Dragon. Welsh yes. Green Dragon, right? Cost seven, hits for six for health. You put it down, discard two lessons, but then you hit your opponent immediately for six. So, uh, you know, even if it gets dealt with, you have bitten your opponent. The art is, is interesting. Uh, it's one of the arts that I also wouldn't expect from Harry Potter, but I like it a lot. Uh, very, right. very detailed dragon like. Um, third place is for my one of my favorite cards in the set, and that's the Forbidden Corridor. Mm. Both, you know, there's two editions of this card. Both of them are amazing looking and equally weird. One is scary, which is the set one, and the other one is just nostalgic, 
even though it's scary too. Uh, and this location is just like a deck that I used to run, uh, which I hopefully I get to play with Mona uh, in the future. I don't want to play with that dog again, deck against dog. I think it, <laughs> it could make people cry. Uh, I might cry. So I don't want to make Dick oh, cry. No. But I wouldn't mind Mona crying a little bit, you know. I think yeah, I'll for sure cry. Lot, she gets a lot, uh, you know, she gets sad with a lot of things. I think she needs some oh. medicine there. Now, uh, yeah, no, I'll I, cry for I do sure. think. I'm pretty sure I will be the one crying regardless. But uh, <laughs> for Billion Corridor, it forces a it for, forces all player to sacrifice a card each of their turns. So you know, it's what's called stacks. You know, you're like sort of depleting resources for both players. But of course, you'll build your deck to not be as affected when you have this card mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, it's just flavorful. It's a Forbidden Corridor. It's like tasks that are meant to slow you down, so you're losing resources as you go along. So I love it, uh, mm. flavor-wise as well. Then we have the most basic-looking card in the whole series, yet it's very useful, Madame Pomfrey. Uh, <laughs> this white chick with blonde hair will <laughs> heal you for 12 non-healing cards. Very powerful option for decks that are not running potions, right? We've talked about that before. Really Definitely. popular um, little witch here. And that's my second place for the reasons stated. And then for my first place, we have the the supreme, the <laughs> great high witch himself, Dumbledore. And Dumbledore, yes. uh, amazing art as Mona has enlightened us with yours. I didn't know before she told us this is a clay. This is supposed mm-hmm. to be clay. That's that's that makes yeah. this card just for me like. Just a treasure. Amazing, right? yeah. It looks like when you look at first time, it looks like a hand drawing that took like forever. And then yeah. when you l- look deeper, oh wow, you can see it, there's some shapes there that a drawing will not make very easily, right? So really cool. And the effect of having the gay wizard on your team, you know, you get to <laughs> yes. you get to cast stuff for two two lessons cheaper as long as you have at least two lessons out, right? Uh, four lessons out, sorry. Uh, so, you know, once this dude has studied up, he'll hit you hard, he'll hit you fast, and very worthy of the Headmaster uh, card. But something to keep in mind is that it is not as, it is not much better than any other professor, right? Like, professors will normally basically reduce the cards of your, the cost of your cards by one, because they already provide one lesson, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So it is not a huge step, but one let one extra lesson that you don't have to pay is still pretty good. Um, it just it's it's also limited because uh, it's limited to cards that are worth six or le- six or more casting cost of of the spell, right? Mm-hmm. While a normal professor is actually reducing the cost of all your cards by one, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I those see. are things that you have to balance out mm-hmm. and when you're deck building around this card. So those are my top five. True that. Cool. Nice, nice list. Yeah. Again, I knew there'd be quite a bit of overlap. There's three this time on the overlap. I got Welsh Green Dragon, obviously. Go Dragons. Sure. Uh, Albus Dumbledore and Madame Pomfrey. Like, both of those characters are just like, mm-hmm. I can't live without. And only just this year on stream, I pulled my very first Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. So <laughs> now yeah. I at least have one and I can make some decks around him. I do want to make a Quidditch one, specifically him on a broom. Sounds hilarious. But that being True. said, that's three of my five already taken care of by Emilio. The other two are Quidditch Pitch. Uh, me being the Quidditch guy, I love that card. It's a location which, um, if I'm not mistaken, basically just lowers the amount of... Uh, uh, hold on. Let me pull up Quidditch Pitch. I actually forget what it says. I got it right here. 
it's, oh, what's um, it says spell cards that need Quidditch power need two less power to play. You still need at least That's one right. power uh, that matches. So yeah, it lowers uh, Quidditch power uh, spells. So I always appreciate that one, especially when some of these cost like uh, ten and up, uh, like or like nine even for the Nimbus two thousand and one. Uh, but then I think my last one for the top five is going to go to, believe it or not, and it's only because we discussed it on the, the recap episode, it goes to Detention, the adventure that uh, prevents other adventures. Heck <laughs> uh, yeah. You'll see McGonagall on it. I love that card now because it's like, man, I hate adventures and I don't want people playing Escaping the Dursleys or yes. uh, uh, Caught by Snape against me. So this, is, if I can get this into play uh, as soon as possible, by all means, that is a great card. But uh, my honorable, honorable mentions definitely go to uh, Sickle and Vanishing Step. Vanishing nice. Step yeah. is awesome because you just uh, uh, subtract one uh, – action from your opponent's next turn dope yeah really really good list there um i'm with you on detention you know like i i don't play it often but it's definitely good as far as like if you had an adventure deck or just whatever deck but you know it's good to be able to have your opponent get rid of those adventures that they would have played so exactly dope um of course there's some overlap as well um i would say madame pomfrey is probably like one of those cards that i try to have in the majority of my decks if i don't start with her mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple decks I start with her, but either way, very, very helpful and uh, absolutely love it. The card that I also have that I, that I play often is riding the centaur. Um, riding the centaur is, is brutal really. Um, I mean, especially obviously when you're playing against a, a creature deck, but, um, just, just to remind everybody. So the effect is prevent all damage done to you by your opponent's creatures so this is good if like you got your spider deck or your owl deck or whatever the case that you were talking about um and then none none of those even do anything to me and in order to solve it you have to return four of your cards uh that are in play into your hand and then you may draw a card as a reward so i mean it's not like it's discarding it right but at least you would have to use those actions to play them again you know and that's that's kind of annoying especially if you do end up having those uh, creatures that take lessons, then you might not be able to do that. So I totally dig that. Um, I use Sickle a lot also. So Sickle is definitely on that list because I just find it extremely useful. Who doesn't want more actions, especially with the with the Harry Potter TCG? Like that's that's kind of like the, the foundation of the game uh, is those actions. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then I would say I also use Black Bat a lot. Black Bat is uh, probably like one of my favorite creatures just because it's it's cheap, it does damage right away, and then it kind of consistently, you know, obviously does that damage, but I don't know why, it's just very helpful, I love it. Um, and then, yeah, definitely, definitely a popular card. And then, um, for art, I just really love Midnight Duel. There's just something about that art there, I just totally dig it. I mean, this, this is also, you see this particular art, um, done by Ken Stacy on, on a lot of other different, um, like some merchandise and some toys and th- like some puzzles and things like yeah. that. Um, but I just love it. I, I just think it's like one of the, co- because it's also that scene that, you know, people kind of forget about where you got Neville in there, you know, so we're used to just seeing the three, the trio, yeah. but yeah. So anyway, I, I, I totally dig that. That art for me is, um, the best. So. I'm glad you shouted out riding the centaur because that ability makes me want to throw that in my Quidditch decks because I've complained about it in the past where it's like Quidditch can't handle creatures very well. And if it's <laughs> like if I can just say I'm preventing all creature damage, 
by all means. And you should. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, yeah if you got to proxy it or whatever, just to see how it works, you know, like sometimes yeah. Yeah, sometimes what I'll do is like I'll just like print out the card if I don't have enough of them and I have to go and buy them or something. Like I'll just print out the card, see if it works in the deck, and then you know if it does, then bam, invest. Do your yeah, do your investment. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. Very cool. Wow. All right. Well, we already went over our top five there. That was pretty quick. But again, uh, we just kind of want to also just let the listeners know that we're not a dead podcast. We're still going. We do have uh, <laughs> Chamber of Secrets coming for you guys down the pipe soon. Um, and some other exciting things. Hopefully some gameplay, gameplay. of us. Actually, once we wrap up uh, Chamber of Secrets, we're going to be playing a lot of games together and broadcasting yes. that. Uh, so that's going to be a lot yeah, of fun. I think basically we're going to be moving a little bit Still podcast, but we'll be more active in the league that Mona plays, yes. right? Yes. So it's we have a nice setup for all of you to keep learning with us and hopefully playing with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And that being said, let's maybe wrap this episode up with some plugs. Where can our listeners find you? Let's start with Mona this time. All right. Speaking of the league. Yes. Yeah, speaking of the league. For anyone that's interested in the league, uh, please find your way over to us. Uh, it's in Discord. We use Discord every week to play live games uh, with our webcam. So you are using physical cards if that's something that you're interested in doing. If you don't have physical cards and you don't want to invest in a bunch of boxes and booster packs, hit me up. Um, I've got a lot of decks that I've built specifically for the league. I've um, I've definitely distributed them through a, to a few people already, and uh, they're they're different tiers. So depending on what your goal is, and if you have specific cards that you want, uh, anyway, we could chat about it. So uh, there'll be links for that in the Discord into the Flu Harry Potter TCG Dueling League, and uh, into the Flu is my YouTube channel where I go over the card game and a lot of merchandise from the same time period, so early two thousands. I open up some booster packs, open up booster boxes. I show a lot of the old school stuff that a lot of people forgot about or didn't know about. Um, And if you're interested in reading about the Harry Potter TCG, I also write some articles for a couple different uh, fan creators. So uh, look into all of that. But um, but yeah, if you want to play the game, most importantly, get in that Discord. Definitely check it out. Also follow her on Instagram, Harry Potter Morrissey. I think I saw that's where I saw the Harry Potter skateboard and stuff. There's also yeah, cool, yeah. like merchandise. Uh, you got to see that Moda has. Yeah, it's a dope. super cool channel. Yeah, thanks. Uh, also check out Amelia. Where can our listeners find you? Me. Yes. Hey. Um, hi, I'm Amelia. Oh, oh, no, hey, uh, so. <laughs> So you can find me in my YouTube channel, Nostalgia Collective Investments, in this area here. If you're watching, mm-hmm. um, great channel, and and just a lot of old dead games, Neo Pets, Harry Potter, uh, Middle Earth CCG, Weaver, you name it. But also a lot of Metasus, since it's just an amazing game. And just because we're here, and I just got the news officially to be distributed, uh, Metasus has three sets, right? Cryptid Nation, based in North America. The next set is Jokai Island. It's based on different parts of Asia and Japan. And then the third expansion or set of sets, right, is going to be uh, Grim Forest. So it's based on all the fairy Ooh. tales. So I'm just, ex- no I just got so excited when I saw that. Heck yeah, so that's can, super dope. That. And you can also find me in the Metasu Discord where I can be, I can teach you as a head judge uh, of the game. I'll teach you about Metasu, how to play Metasu, or we can talk about collecting. No matter. I'm normally there and you can hit me up and very easy to find me in that Metasu Discord. So yeah. Yes. Definitely check it out. Oh my god, Metazoo is such a cool game too. We'll probably be covering some of that in the definitely. future. Who knows what'll Well, yeah, now that you yeah. don't have the other podcast that you're taking a break, maybe yeah. we can start something new. 
Exactly. I'm all about learning new games, and that game <laughs> same, is very exciting. Same, same. Dope. Um, and that all being said, you can follow me on twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. That stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is the podcast that's currently on hiatus, but we'll see if that show comes back. But it was a video game podcast. There's lots of episodes to go listen to there if you're interested in that. Uh, yep. We've interviewed some really cool people. But again, uh, the, the Twitch stream that I'm doing currently, we're just playing a variety of games, some Fall Guys, Rocket League, uh, all sorts of just random goofy stuff. So if that sounds interesting, uh, head over there and see what our community is about. It's such a wholesome group. But uh, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, hopefully we'll be back relatively soon with that uh, Chamber of Secrets Part 1 episode. And uh, yeah, look forward to more stuff from us. Until next time, Mischief Managed! Mischief Managed! Mischief Managed! <laughs> <laughs>